0: Hi guys, Um, this is Sarah Hudson from Breaking Into Software. So I have a YouTube channel and a podcast and I try to post uh, answers to questions that people have in CS and just informational content um, because I remember when I first started out in software and it was super intimidating. And basically I'm just trying to share the knowledge I wish I had had when I had just started out in software. So um, this is some of my responses to uh, an AMA I posted on, girls gone wired uh on reddit um i'm gonna keep doing that just you know seeing people have questions and then trying to just post a few responses a week um yeah because a lot of people helped me when i was starting out so i want to help a lot of people as well anyway this is my response to the first uh several questions i received and i'll keep posting responses to the following questions in the next few days as i have time um So this is the question I posted. Uh, I started off with just talking about some of my experience so people would understand that uh, I think I have some knowledge to bring to the table. Um, So I've done actually six total internships in my undergrad. Uh, Two while I was working, um, I mean, doing school at a company called MSCI. And then I did two at Microsoft and uh, two at Google. Um yeah if you have any if you see this video on youtube and you want to ask me a question feel free to go to reddit and find this thread and post a question or you can just comment a question uh on my video and i'll try to respond to it um so the first question uh i got or one of the first questions i decided to respond to was um they said so northern uh border said i guess my question would be how different are sui one and sui two roles if I'm going to have around five years experience when I finish my current company, second one after university, I'm not sure yet if I can apply for the second role as that will have more compensation question mark. Also looking for a thing that would sponsor H1 visa for a Canadian wanting to live in the States. So I'm not, uh, I, I am a US citizen. Um, so I don't know a ton about H1 visas, although I did have a few friends that needed some Um, As far as I know, the larger the company, I think the easier it is for you to get an H-1 visa. So you're probably already steering towards large companies um, because I believe that costs a lot of money for the company. Um, So larger companies can handle that cost easier. Might be wrong about that. So take what I'm saying about the visas with a grain of salt. But it sounds like they're already trying to do that um, because they then commented, uh, I'm at my second full-time job now two and a half years first job then one month into my second so I'm not sure if I have enough experience to apply for Amazon SWE 2 um so as far as do you have enough experience to apply for an Amazon uh SWE which actually Amazon calls their um uh, engineering positions SDE software development engineer I believe um for uh, level two uh so I I took a screenshot of uh, their, a job posting for SDE two um, for Amazon on LinkedIn, and so their basic qualifications are that you have two years of two plus years of non-Internship professional software development experience, which it sounds like this user does have, um, or yeah, programming experience with at least one modern language such, such as Java, C or C sharp, including object-oriented design and one plus years of experience contributing to the architecture and design architecture design patterns reliability and scaling of new and current systems so um i would just say northern border if you already have about five years of experience i think you are well set to apply for sde level two you might even be able to go higher than that Um, i know the compensation is better so that's a reason to try to apply for that um I would just make sure that you also brush up on uh, architecture and design because that's not normally something that's really taught a lot about in uh, a bachelor's degree, at least it wasn't in my university. And um, it is something that when you go into higher levels of engineering, they tend to start asking questions about in the interview. So I would look up a like a course on that, or uh, if you already know a lot about that, just brush up your skills on that as well as coding questions. Um, as far as how different the roles are, I think honestly, because I haven't worked in a SDE level two role yet, I couldn't tell you. Um, but from what I have heard from people around me, I would say you have more responsibility. Um, you're expected to contribute more, um, after you finish onboarding, things like that. They're just hoping you have more industry experience really, uh, versus an SCE one would be, um, maybe wouldn't expect like almost any real life experience yet aside from just having maybe had a few internships and having gotten your degree Uh, but yeah as far as uh h1 visa i would just really try to go for large companies like microsoft google amazon um i don't know linkedin is honestly a great one i think uh those are just some of the companies that come to mind there's a lot more so Beth Maloney uh, asked, how did you do four internships at my university? We had one unit that allows that allowed us to do a single internship. So I'm not entirely sure what you're asking, Beth. Um, I did the internships during the summer. Uh, this last summer, I actually did two internships because... Uh, and I started my first internship at Google a few weeks before the semester ended and worked the whole summer, and then I started as soon as... The Monday after I ended my internship at Google, I started one at Microsoft and went a few weeks into the next semester, this fall semester. So uh, I wouldn't recommend that, actually. The reason I did that was um, just to save up a little more money for my last year of school. And then um, also just so I would have two offers at the same time, Uh, because when you have an offer from one internship for a full-time position... They know that you normally don't have time to interview with other companies yet and negotiate, so they can sort of use that to push you into just accepting the first offer they give you if they give you a full-time offer, and I didn't want to be in that position. Um, so what I what I planned was if I finish one internship and immediately do another one, um, Google is notorious for taking forever to give full-time offers out even to interns if you receive one, so uh it actually worked out sort of exactly like i had hoped by the time i had my final offer in writing from google that was right when microsoft was starting to negotiate with me for a full time offer so i was able to sort of use both offers um to get uh to get them raised and i just want to add a quick note if you're doing that don't feel bad about that because if you're bringing a lot of value to a company they need to be giving you a fair wage um well, okay, that's sort of strong to say. Not fair wage, but they should be ready to compensate you more if other companies are wanting you as well. And if they're trying to rush you into a decision, um, I would not feel bad about asking for more money. Uh, and the truth is, I, I think Google is an amazing company, and I think Microsoft is a great company as well. Um, but when it comes to negotiating with interns, they can both be, uh, especially Google, um, a little on the side of uh, not wanting to give you what they might offer people who didn't just finish an internship because they know that you're in a position where you don't have a lot of leverage to negotiate with other offers so I think that's unfortunate but that's also life and I also know that um I'm incredibly blessed to have received an offer at all from either of them uh anyway so sorry sort of rambled on that one um but Beth basically to sum that up I'm not really sure where you're going to school maybe you're in a university that only allows you to do a single internship, but I think maybe you're referring to during the semester, like in school, they have a class. A lot of universities offer like a a class for credit where you do an internship. Um, If that's what you're referring to, that makes a lot more sense. But if you're just referring to internships in general, um, I believe the summer is yours and you can do with it what you want. So if you want a lot of great full-time offers, and honestly, if you just want to learn a lot, I would highly recommend trying to do a software internship during the summer, because I would say I learned 80% of what I know. from my internships and about 20 percent of what i know from my classes in school so uh, they're very worthwhile and usually they also pay pretty well um which can really help if you're supporting yourself through school like i did um the point at which asked how did you pass the resume screening for both of them did you have referrals what do you do to prepare before an interview so really um i have yes uh i had referrals um what do I do to prepare before an interview? Well, a lot of practice. Um, I actually would start practicing months before I knew uh, applications for internships were going to open up. And I would be one of the first people ready to apply to all the software internships when they begin opening. Um, and the, the truth is you should not wait to begin practicing and learning right Like when you apply. Because if they ask you to interview, that's not really enough time to get the practice you need in. Um, So I would start months in advance, usually around, like, February or March. I practiced the whole summer. And then when internships began opening in, like, September-October time frame, I would immediately begin applying. And if I was asked to interview, like, a week later, two weeks later, a month later, I was in a really good position um, because I just had, you know, come off months of practicing. I realize not everyone has the time to do that, um, but I will say that I practiced, I don't know, maybe an hour a day during this whole summer, and I was working a full-time job. So I just encourage you, if you say, I don't have time, the truth is like, if you really want something, you need to be willing to work for it. So if you really wanna work at a company like Google or Amazon, uh, you need to make the time. So you decide in your life what's important to you. If it's hanging out with friends and that's what you wanna do, that's great. If it's going out and partying, you know, good for you, but don't be surprised if you aren't good enough then to pass the interviews. If you want to be really good, you have to put the work in. Some people sort of get through, but usually you just have to be like a good enough engineer, good enough software developer um, to get a job at a company like Microsoft or Google. And so I know people have had different experiences than I've had, um, but I just was like, you know, I want a really good paying job after college. And I think that's worth working really hard in college, um, practicing CS questions, practicing whiteboarding, really studying for my courses, specifically data structures and algorithm analysis. Um, so I could really understand those concepts well. Uh, because if you get an internship, it's very likely if you do well in that, you'll get a full-time offer. And then while all your friends are senior year are freaking out because they don't have a job yet, you are then you have the time to just relax and have fun because you know you already have a full-time offer. Um, so I'd cur- I would encourage you to start early and work hard. But specifically, the resources I use were algoexpert.io. I think that's way better than LeetCode and HackerRank, um, just because they have a very systematic way that they approach coding questions. They also have a lot of questions, but they explain, like, why they have each question. Like, they're sort of working on the core foundations. And interviewing questions are really based, they're really trying to just see, do you understand coding and do you understand it really well? Do you understand data structures really well? Do you understand time and space complexity really well. And uh, this is just my opinion, but I think websites like LeetCode push you towards just memorizing a bunch of answers and practicing a ton of questions and not really actually trying to understand the core concepts and how they work. Um, That being said, I know some people who just did a ton of LeetCode questions and that worked really well for them. So I'm not saying that's not an option. I just don't think that's the most efficient option if you don't have a lot of time Um, to be practicing this stuff. expert does cost. I'm not affiliated with them in any way, so I'm not getting anything from recommending them. That's really just the tool I've used for like three years now. Um, They just had a lot of, they have a data structures crash course if you're coming from a different industry and uh, they give you a question, you can solve it in almost any language. And then they have a conceptual video that walks out like the thought process and the logic behind solving the question and then they'll walk you like through it visually and the code. And I think, I'm a visual learner, so I think that walking through it visually really helped me understand um, questions that I was a little bit confused on, especially when it came to harder questions like uh, trees and graphs. Anyway, I would encourage you to check them out, uh, but also the first resource I ever used was Cracking the Coding Interview by Gail McDowell. I read through that when I didn't even really know what a linked list was, and it was a little bit intimidating, but it also, Help me understand like the core concepts I should be focusing on. Um, and it is really good for understanding the different logic and thought process behind the uh, hiring and interview structures of the different larger companies. So, and in case you guys don't know this, uh, Gail McDowell who wrote that book worked for um, several companies and was on the, one of Google's hiring committees. So she really knows what she's talking about. Um, it's a great book. And Algo expert is a great website in my opinion. They both cost money. Uh, if you don't have a lot of money, I understand. I went through school completely supporting myself, didn't have a lot of money, but I 100% think both were worth the investment. Um, and I sort of viewed it as an investment into my future. So I would just think of it like that. And then also like when you're when you're really focusing on the core concepts of data structures and um, algorithm analysis, time complexity, space complexity, it's not just good for the interviewing, but that can also help you in your internship and even after you pass an interview to get an internship, um, you need to do well in that internship to get a full-time job offer. So it still benefits you a lot um, to really understand the core concepts and not just memorize questions from LeetCode. Uh, and then ZZZ Lexis asked, Hi, I'm trying to make the switch to a tech company, currently work in IT for non-tech and have been overwhelmed with the interview process mainly the technical assessment portion. How do you handle the pressure of them without letting imposter syndrome overtake you? And the Yellow Pants responded, study, study, study for big tech places like Apple and Amazon. There's wonderful YouTubers with great prep videos. I totally agree with what Yellow Pants said. Um, There's some great YouTube channels you can go look at. Um, I think CS Ninja, I think that's his YouTube name, has uh, pretty good content. Um, But really, if you just, like, Google or YouTube uh, whiteboarding questions, things like that, um, those will help. A lot of the larger companies also have uh, great, like, sort of short courses to walk you through what they're looking for or help you go over the basics of what you should be studying. Um, But, yeah, honestly, study, study, study is a great response. Uh, When I started out... Imposter syndrome is very real. And when I started in CS, I felt like a complete idiot. I didn't know anything. I remember talking to someone and they were talking about like arrays and strings and I was so confused. I had not taken a single coding class yet. I, it was during the summer I had just decided um, I was gonna study CS and I was already trying to figure out how am I gonna get an internship as a software engineer? But I didn't know anything about coding yet. I think I knew a little Python. So um, just remember we all start from nothing. And you will, or, you know, you could feel like an imposter for a long time. I still sometimes feel like an imposter, and I have a job offer from Google um, that I've accepted. So, you know, that's something you might deal with your whole life. But really, the best way to get past that is to just learn what you don't know. And you don't know what you don't know until you sit down and really start practicing things. Um, because then you'll come across questions that you have no idea, like, what the answer is. But if you don't ever sit down to start practicing... You might think you know a lot and realize like you don't actually know that much, but that's okay because once you know what you need to work on and you begin working on that, I think you'll gain a lot of confidence. Uh, But also just remember that like, especially with interviews, we all have bad days and sometimes you can just have a really bad interviewer. Things aren't always in your control. Um, You might not always get an offer and that might be completely out of your control. But what you can control is how much effort you put in. At the end of the day, I think if you really put a lot of effort in and you know you're trying your hardest with the time you have, then at least for me, that really helped. It'd be like, you know, whether or not I pass this next interview, if I know that I put the effort in that this deserved and like I couldn't have put more effort in, I couldn't have spent more time on this, um, then I was like, I don't really care. Like, I I hope I pass the interview. But if I don't, I'm not going to let that discourage me because at the end of the day, I'm like, I'm competing against myself, not other people. I want to work harder and better the next day for myself than I did the day before. Um, Because there's always going to be people smarter than you. There's always going to be people better than you. And if you're always comparing yourself to other people, you probably will feel imposter syndrome for a long time. If you're just focused on learning every day more for yourself and trying to become a better version of yourself every day, and that sounds a little cheesy, um, but honestly, that does a lot for your confidence and Eventually, you might see yourself passing a lot of people that you used to think were really smart. And I sort of experienced that. Like, I just put in a little effort every day over a long period of time. And the people who used to, like, know way more than me now, I feel like for sure we know the same amount, or I know more than them. Um, But also, you know, sometimes imposter syndrome is just from, like, you look around and you don't see a lot of people like yourself in, in your company or on your team or whatever. And so as far as that goes, like... Just remember that if you're smart and you're working hard, you belong there. As long as you are making that company better somehow, you belong there and you belong on that team. Um, especially if you pass the interviews to get there. So yeah, technical assessment. Um, I would just refer back to some of the earlier questions I answered. I use cracking the coding interview. You can use LeetCode. There's other tech websites where you can practice questions. I really like algoexpert.io. There's great YouTube channels. There's great other books and websites. Um, I have some articles and uh, some podcast episodes on www.breakingintosoftware.com. And you can also search Breaking Into Software on most podcasting channels um, to look at some of my past episodes. Uh, I try to provide content in there on how to like, specifically prep for interviews with different companies. Um, and I also interview some people from um, sort of varied backgrounds, more diverse backgrounds. Just to try to encourage people who are coming from a diverse background that like, hey, there are are people like you in these large companies. You might not see them a lot, but they they definitely exist. And a lot of them have uh, pretty similar backgrounds. Like they, when they started out, they did not think they belonged there. A lot of them failed interviews several times. Um, I talked to one guy at Google um, who uh, actually grew up in Compton. And he, I think the first several times he interviewed for Google, he failed and uh, eventually, he a few years later, he tried again and was good enough to get in. Um, so just keep trying, keep moving forward, keep learning. Anyway, this uh, video became a little longer than I thought it would, but I hope you guys enjoyed my answers. And I thought it'd be easier to just do a video so other people can use this information. Um, and it helps because I have a lot to share, and typing it all out takes a ton of time. So hopefully you guys appreciate this, and hopefully it helped you guys a little I'll answer the rest of the questions uh, later this week as I have time. Thanks, guys.